0: On this episode of High Flow Lifestyle, I continue my discussion with peak performance coach and entrepreneur Eric Partaker, and we discuss what it takes to develop a world-class version of yourself, which involves stress, discipline, and flow. I'm your host, Dr. Josh Smith, and welcome to the High Flow Lifestyle Show. It's my privilege to be your flow state and peak performance coach with this episode, where we take a unique approach to personal growth for the self-employed business owner. Each week, you'll get actionable tips for accessing flow for optimal human performance, heightening creativity and productivity, and most importantly, living a healthier and happier life with more work-life synergy. Now, let's dive into your next dose of practical flow training. As a peak performance expert, Eric Partaker helps CEOs, entrepreneurs, and leaders reach their full potential, become better leaders, and build better businesses. Within his approach, he draws from his time advising Fortune 50 CEOs at McKinsey, his experience helping build up Skype's multi-billion dollar success story, and his own entrepreneurial journeys, together with behavioral science from Stanford University, as well as techniques from the world of elite sports and military, areas where peak performance is key. On top of numerous awards, such as being named CEO of the Year at the 2019 UK Business Excellence Awards, he is also the author of the new best-selling book, *The Three Alarms: A Simple System to Transform Your Health, Wealth, and Relationships Forever*. I'm wondering, with you know, a lot of the clients and people you work with, like the, the demographics are different, but the psychographics seem, you know, there's a similarity there. Hmm. Have you found any particular flow blockers within that community of, you know, maybe entrepreneurs or is there something that you see that seems to be a, a common problem that gets in gets in their way from reaching that next level of success? Yeah, definitely. It's a great question. Really got me thinking just now.
1: And um, ha- have you heard about, you know, the the pain of
0: discipline versus the pain of regret? Ooh, I'm not sure if that was originally the Jim Rohn quote, but yeah, please explain that for us.
1: Right. Okay. So this, this is just a, just a really fascinating way to view the world, I think. I, so I, I, I think too much, too many speakers out there, too much of the literature out there, is too slanted towards just pure positivity Mm -hmm. but hear me out it's not that i'm a negative person (laughs) it's it's just that um that doesn't reflect life life isn't so darn positive feeling all the time Mm -hmm. and um uh you know suffering comes with life right Mm -hmm. it's like it's just part of the human kind of journey and um you know, it's this mixture of pleasure and pain. And, um, and so the pain of discipline versus the pain of regret. So what it, all it simply means is that um, every moment you have a choice in the course of your day and you can choose to do the things that you know you should do, that the best version of you would, but you maybe don't feel like. That's painful to make that choice. Mm. And that's the pain of discipline. Or you could choose the easier route. I just don't want to do this right now. And so you get this pleasure boost of like, yeah, I just go sit on that, you know, watch, watch Netflix on the sofa right now. You know, screw that goal. I'll get to it later. But then you pay later. You pay with the pain of regret. So the pain of discipline, in my experience, is always less than the pain Mm -hmm. of regret. Pain of regret. And, And when you get that pain, it's like, oh, you've lost all that time. Yeah. Right. So, I um, I, I have a a little mantra that I wrote ten days ago. Um, do you, Do you mind if I read this? Sure, please do. Real, 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 real quick. Okay. Please so, do. so this is my. It's a daily affirmation, and um, I read this every day. So today is a new day. What do I choose today? The opportunity to be world class happens moment to moment. I can feel it in the speed of my movement, in my focus, conviction, and determination, in my positivity, or in the absence of all of the above, in my slowness, in my distractions, doubts, or second guessing, in my negativity. I can feel these opportunities to be world-class or second best within my health, wealth, and relationships, moment to moment throughout my day. These opportunities are gifts I look forward to these decision points and become better and better at recognizing them. Ah, there's another opportunity right there. Did you feel it? World-class and discipline is a choice. The more I choose it, the more I become it. If I do not choose it, I am choosing second best and regret by default. I choose to play bigger. I choose to step boldly and confidently into my greatness. I own it. I have one life to live. I will make it count. The clock is ticking. I do not choose second best. I do not choose regret. I choose world class. I choose discipline. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the thing. You know, you asked: Is there something that you observe where you know, like the 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 the, the main thing that keeps people not achieving their great? I, I would say that they they don't choose their pain wisely. They don't choose the pain of discipline instead of the pain of regret. And so by default, they choose to be second best rather than of and amongst, you know, the best that they can be. Wow. And um, yeah.
0: That's huge. Yeah. I mean, I, it got me thinking about, you know, the whole field of positive psychology and originally it was, you know, too focused on the negative. So, you know, they brought this in, okay, let's focus on the positive a little bit more to the, polar opposite extreme. And like you're saying, some of the new researchers are like, well, maybe we do need to evaluate negative because you can't just ignore the negative things that pop up in life because it's, it's going to happen to people. So we have to be able to account for that somehow. Yeah. And, and I like to think of them together, right?
1: Because when I think of world-class, the benefit together with the payment required, nothing comes for free, discipline, then world-class and discipline. Okay. You know, I want to be oven amongst the best. Nothing comes for free. It requires a payment, Eric. What's the payment discipline? You ready to pay? Yeah, I'll pay that. Um, or I can think of kind of just relaxing kind of in the moment. So not world-class, you know, mm-hmm. not of and amongst the best, but I had need to be prepared to pay and that payment will will be regret. Now, if this doesn't resonate to someone listening, well, that's fine. But, you know, that's the psychographic that I connect best to that, that, you know, I, that I work with is a psychographic who says, I want, you know, I want to reach my fullest capabilities. I want to be, you know, the best that I can be. Mm-hmm. Not everybody wants to do that. though,
0: And I think a lot of Thing at times it's about timing. You know, maybe just at this particular point in time it might not resonate with them, but two weeks from now they may have a new vision and it may speak to them. So it's mm. a very important point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to take a second to share an upcoming opportunity with you. I help self-employed business owners who are a little stuck or aspiring to go to that next level of success in life unlock your hidden human potential so you can achieve your dreams faster. I realized that the best way to do this is to launch a membership group with support from a community of like-minded people. In the membership, you'll have access to courses you can go through at your own pace. There'll be live peer group coaching and masterminds, as well as one-on-one flow coaching options privately with me. I'll be offering early bird pricing you get to keep for life to members of the newsletter first. So sign up at highflowlifestyle.com, where I'll keep you updated on the beginning lower-priced membership access. Now back to the show. Well, Eric, what's one of your recent creative pursuits? Definitely the
1: that, that Peak Performance Masters program that I made. Mm. And that was so exciting because... I was able to take the book, and the act of writing that book led to the creation of that course, which allowed me to go much more deeply into all of those concepts. So, um, yeah, I would say that, and then also the the um, one of the frameworks that kind of underpins both the book and the course. You know, so I talk about the three alarms across health, wealth, and relationships. And those are like the life kind of domains. But then cutting across that, I have this framework called IPA. So like the beer, but better for you. (laughs) And, uh, And it's about getting your identity right, which we already talked about in each of the three areas. But then realizing that it's all about taking action because... Knowledge is cheap these days. Knowledge—I don't think knowledge is power anymore. Mm. And, you know, it was when I was growing up, right? Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. <laughs> right. Yeah. Knowledge is. Gosh, we can learn anything so quickly now, or get access to it at least. So it's, it's about action. Right. Who's going to act? You know, who, act, uh, you know uh, in the right way, the most quickly. So that's why I think it's productivity next. And then the last piece for me, we've been largely talking about it, is anti-fragility. So identity, productivity, and anti-fragility. Because that's the true opposite of fragile. That's what we should aspire to be. You know, Nassim Taleb wrote this great book, Anti-Fragile. And, you know, the concept is basically that if something is fragile, it takes a few hits and it breaks. If something is robust, it can it's stronger so it takes more hits but it still eventually breaks you could be resilient um but that just means you absorb the shock and you return to where you were so you return to the same but the true opposite of fragile is anti-fragile whereby the more hits you take the stronger you become i, I kind of think of it as anti-fragility is like a suit of armor that you put on whereby the more blows the armor takes the denser the stronger it becomes and um That to me is just very representative of the reality of life, that um, there's constantly things happening to us that aren't planned, that don't go our way, that frustrate us. Things that we cause, things that others cause, things that are just naturally part of the universe, Um, a hurricane, for example, Mm. And, and we have a choice. You know, much like you have a choice in the gym. When the personal trainer hands you a dumbbell, do you run out of the gym gym screaming? Get that away from me. You know, you're not going to get stronger then. (laughs) Or you can step towards him or her and grab the dumbbell, complete the repetition. You stress the muscle, it causes it to grow. So I like to think of, you know, life as one big mental training camp whereby all those challenges are nothing more than weights, in a way being presented to me that I can choose to step into or choose to run away from. And I know which one makes me stronger. Step into it.
0: (laughs) When you were writing your book, was it something that came about very quickly? Like all of the, you know, you've been sort of formulating these ideas for years and it was able to spill out? Or is it something that you methodically started with? Okay, I'm going to write, you know, 100 words a day, 500 words a day and, you know, take a slow process at it. It was It was sort of
1: like I hit a, a tipping point with various ideas and thoughts running around in my head of things that I had learned over the years. And um, for me, it was a journey that before I wrote the book, it probably started three years before where I started to really collect and play around with the various ideas that I talk about in the book around, you know, the whole book is about just... How to become you know the best version of yourself basically um, and um, the um, the key thing though was working with others so that was a key thing for me so I worked I worked um, with a woman who she helped me she had a term for it what did she call it um, she helped me create a I forget the term. I think it was like a book plan or something. Basically, she, you know, we talked for several hours over the phone and, and she said, okay, well, she presented back to me what she thought could be a good outline and structure. Mm. For the book That really helped me a lot. And then I worked with um, a coach um, and a, um, uh, a ghostwriter as well. and um, um, And that really helped me as well. Not so much that it did the writing for me, but that anything that, um, you know, they returned to me, I could then react to and say, ah, you know what, actually, I want to rewrite this or that's Mm -hmm. largely like how I would want to say it or so, you know, keep it pretty much as is um, or, you know, some kind of blend of my writing and theirs. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that process of working with others really, really helped me.
0: Yeah. Eric, that's another beautiful example of your creativity and what i believe is it's not a solo pursuit i mean a lot of times we have this notion of the you know the lone creative or the pianist or something like that but you know that aspect is there maybe initially but once again you have brought in uh, you know the importance of uh social we are social beings and you know we're playing off of each other and you've you know been able to develop something and um, that you know probably you wouldn't be able to come up solely on your own.
1: No, exactly. Definitely not. And, um, and that's when the magic happens is when you kind of share those ideas and and work on them with others. Mm
0: -hmm. So wrapping up, is there anything else you'd like to share with everyone about how you develop or sustain a high flow lifestyle? I just really think, you know, very intentionally
1: about, um, who is it that you want to be at your best Um, And then for you to operate at that level, you know, what does that require? So don't you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Think back to times in your life or in your work when you feel like you've been operating at your best and ask yourself, what were the conditions that were enabling that at that time? Because you have the data, actually. And if you just and if you record those, you know, what were you doing? exercise wise what were you doing collaboration wise what was your routine what were your routines what what do they look like morning you know work routines evening um how was your sleep um you know what was bringing you joy during that time what was draining you of energy maybe there wasn't really anything which is might be a note draining you of energy during that time um so i yeah I, i would look back to your past look back to your past to find the examples when you were operating at your peak in that kind of state of flow and note what those conditions were and then seek to replicate them now, but maybe with the addition of what is you at your best, you know, across the health, wealth and relationship front? What does that version of you look like? Give it a name
0: and try to act from it more intentionally. That's great, Eric. Thank you. You've given us a lot to think about you've provided a lot of knowledge for people in which now they need to take that knowledge and turn into action for it to mean yeah. something
1: yeah yeah no no problem at all and um and you know i'd also just like to say if um if you have enjoyed you know listening this far and um if you'd like to go more deeply into any of those concepts then as a thank you for listening to this point, um, if you head over to my website at ericpartaker.com, you can get a free digital copy of my new book, The Three Alarms. So that's there waiting for you at the website.
0: Okay. And I assume all of your, you know, if people wanted to get in contact with you or find you on social media, it's... can, can also
1: do it, you know, just you just go to ericpartaker.com. It has everything. You can get a free digital copy of the book. The YouTube channel, you know, access to the YouTube channel is there. Instagram, Facebook, you can just get in touch via the website. It's all there.
0: That's great. Thanks for being a guest today, Eric. Yeah, thanks a lot, Josh. Thanks for being a listener to another episode. And if you enjoyed the show, please stop by Apple Podcast and follow and review so you don't ever miss an episode and help us spread the importance of leading a high flow lifestyle by telling a friend and sharing on social media. Thanks for hanging out with me today. And I'll see you shortly on the next episode or inside the membership community at highflowlifestyle.com. Now go put some of this flow state training to work and live your life to the fullest.